Well, welcome everyone to Love Versus Hate. My name is Anne. I am your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And, and on this podcast, <laughs> we debate about the things we love and hate. And I am always right. Says Emily. Says Anne. <laughs> Anne is always right. The nerd is the the ruler, the one who is all right, just Correct. stop. Okay, yeah, I, I had nothing. I was going nowhere with Anne that. challenged me last week to say something different, and so... She did. She j- just... There you go. Yeah, she just interrupted me rudely and just took over. It's I fine. I just took over. I was over. used to my normal cadence, but she's just like, no, we're throwing we're that out the We're switching things up. <laughs> so, on this episode, for the beginning, I wanted to talk about your most listened to or most played songs or artists of 2019 because the spotify uh what are these called like the reviews like what you listen to Mm -hmm. recently came out and so i thought it'd be fun to go over it yeah and ann doesn't have spotify because she just uses youtube well i mean i'm old-fashioned what do you expect from me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I could tell you probably what I most listen to on YouTube. Yes, tell me. Um, so, well, definitely in the past couple weeks, it's by far been the Steven Universe movie soundtrack. It is phenomenal. The sounds are so good. And I've just been listening to that on Basically Loop. Is that a musical? Yeah, it is a musical. Oh, I could have totally used that for our last episode. If you guys haven't <laughs> listened to the musicals episode, you should. I should have talked about it. Oh, well, I'll talk about it now. Yeah, the Steven Universe movie. So um, it came out on Cartoon Network, I think in September of 2019. But I didn't get a chance to see it until kind of recently. And uh, it was good. I liked it a lot. The music is phenomenal. It's like so good. And I've just been listening to it on loop. It's really, real good. I have not listened to that. No, you wouldn't really. You can't. The movie is not something you can just watch. If I mean, you could watch it if you haven't seen the show, but it's not going to mean very much to you. Yeah. You have to watch the show to really get full meaning from it. It's kind of like the Rugrats in Paris movie. If you haven't seen sure. Rugrats, it's just like, who are these kids running around Paris? Yeah. Because <laughs> I've totally seen Rugrats. Wow. That. It's horrible. I know. Can't believe it. I know. Well, I was looking at my Spotify results, and I guess I've been a member since 2014, which is crazy how much I've paid them. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to finish that sentence. Um, and so it tells me that my most loved songs, it shows like the top 10. And, and this, wait, just to clarify, this is over 2019, just 2019? Yes. Okay, continue. Uh, over... These are my top 10 songs, and only one of them is not the Taylor Swift Lover album. <laughs> yeah. that's What is it? I think it's Want You Back by I don't even know who. I'm pretty sure that's my most other played song because it's the first one on my 2019 playlist. So whenever I play it, that song always plays first. <laughs> Did, is this 2019 playlist something you made? Yes. Oh. Um, and is it only Tay-Tay's love album? No. Plus that There's like song. 200 songs on there. Oh. Or but so. you only listen to Tay-Tay's album. Well, when it came out, you just have to listen to it over and 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 over again so you know all the lyrics. Okay, that's fair because that's exactly what I did with the Steven Universe movie. Yeah. Soundtrack. So, okay. So I'm not judging you anymore. My artist of the decade, which is 2014 on, Yeah. <laughs> is Ariana Grande. 
Oh. Which, not Tay-Tay? No, surprisingly. Actually, no, it's not surprising because Taylor Swift just allowed her music to be on Spotify, like, either earlier oh. this year or last year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh, yeah. I think you were telling me about that. She was having some kind of some kind of tuft with some kind of yeah. tough. Yeah, she's very particular, but... For anyone who doesn't know, and I just want to personally congratulate Taylor Swift (laughs) on being the artist of the decade and the artist of the year. That's kind of crazy. What else did she get? She got more stuff, didn't she? She became, she also became the first person, or not the first person, but she is now the person who has the most American Music Awards. Oh. She beat out Michael Jackson this year. Oh. (laughs) I think she's like 26 awards. It's all fan voted, so you know it's real. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't vote for her, though, so sorry. (laughs) So it's not real, Emily, because some fan didn't vote. Just imagine how many more votes she would have if people actually all voted. Oh, fair. But. Well, I probably wouldn't have voted for her, so. Wow. Okay, and then my top artists of 2019 were Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Charlie Puth, Julia Michaels, and Little Mix, which I feel so blessed because I've seen all of these people in concert except for Charlie Puth. Wow. Which, I love Charlie Puth. I would totally go see him in concert. Charlie Puth, come to Wisconsin. (laughs) Um, And my top songs are all Taylor Swift Lover's album. (laughs) The top one is Lover, which I can't believe it's not Death by a Thousand Cuts. Because in your heart, that would be your pick. Yeah. Not based on some algorithm from Spotify. Yeah. And then it says my top song of 2019 is F.U., which I don't even know what song that is. So I don't think that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) And then my next one is Say Love, which is by JoJo. Do you know who that is? JoJo. No. (laughs) <laughs> that's from the powerpuff girls <laughs> i know i just that was a reference to an older earlier episode and then my next one is red love which i don't is know everything Pia you're Mia. saying to me is basically foreign and words. then my fourth one is never be the same by camila cabello which i talked about last episode i talked about her in my our duos you did sean oh. mendez and camila cabello Oh, uh-huh. yeah, they did the Senorita yes. song that I probably haven't heard and probably still haven't heard. And then the next, the last one is Dangerous Woman by Mrs. Ariana Grande. Do I know Ariana Grande. Ar, ar, um, <laughs> Ariana Grande and Tay Tay. That was like basically it from your whole list. So sad. I've heard you mention these names, but I don't know who they are. I've probably heard their music. Probably not acceptable. You well, probably actually, I don't think that you probably would have heard JoJo or Pia Mia. Um, well, that was a fun little intro. Seeing uh, Emily's look back on her year. All I can say is Steven Universe soundtrack, man. Mm. Have that on repeat. Although I have started to mix in a little bit of Frozen. Yeah, I saw her listening to it. I was, yeah. On YouTube. (laughs) But anyway, this episode, I don't think we mentioned it before. We're actually talking about our favorite books. Well, Mm -hmm. some of them. I mean, there's a a lot and it's hard to cover all of them. But we're talking about books this episode. Yeah, would you consider yourself a book nerd? No. (laughs) Just just an old-fashioned nerd. Just an old-fashioned nerd. Yeah. 
and books my thing is i wish i knew more and i wish i was cool and read like socrates and you know like those kind of things but ain't nobody got time for that i know and like i what kind of books do you like to read the most so i like to read fiction more than nonfiction. i would agree but i have been reading more nonfiction, like self-help in quotation books. <laughs> okay. Why'd like, you do it like that? I don't that? know. I just feel like self-help is like, I don't like that word. Oh, okay. Not the, not the book content, just the word. Yeah. Okay. So like, girl, wash your face or girl, stop apologizing. Just like books that help you out. Yeah. But sometimes I, I'm, I'm just over those books because I need a story to like yeah. keep me captivated. Yeah. And that's, I read for entertainment for the most part. Like I, yeah. I like some kind of narrative. I, I do though. I also like, um, like one book that I, I have talked about on the podcast. I don't remember what episode, but, uh, was the library book. Like I genuinely enjoyed that one and that's not necessarily my typical sort of narrative, um, yeah. but it had an overall kind of narrative to it, but but I, I did enjoy enjoy that one a lot. So it kind of just depends on the book, depends on the topic and how, how it's written, who the author is, and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So. But for fiction, what's your favorite kind? Probably fantasy. Can't can't Oof. deny it. I'm a nerd. I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> Come on, Lord of the Rings. That's totally my least favorite. Ugh. However, I have read Harry Potter. It did take me quite a long time. I'm pretty sure when we first met, you were just finishing it up. I yeah, think. and I started it in college. Yeah. At the beginning of college. Actually, before college. And we met in, what, 2018? I don't know. We have, we've only known each other like a year. Isn't that weird to think yeah, about? Yeah, that's crazy. I feel like I've known you my whole life. It's kind of weird. I know. But anyway. But yeah, I started that probably in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just pretend I was waiting years. for all the books to come out. Okay, I like that. Yeah, we can we can pretend I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I have read Harry Potter as well. I enjoyed their fast reads. They're, you know, just kind of easy. Well, they were yeah. for me. <laughs> as I was saying The first that, book was a fast read. <laughs> as I was saying that, Emily made a face and I was like, oh yeah, you literally just talked about how it took you five years to do this. <laughs> for me, they were fast reads. I like, once I picked them up, I kind of couldn't put them down. And I just like read through them all in one go. But Yeah. The thing for me is I really like in my fiction books, I need a lot of dialogue. Otherwise... I get really bored reading just like all this description stuff, which is why oh, I think I don't like fantasy because they have sense. to describe this world and all the things yep. that are in it. And I'm just like, I, I just, I can't. Oh, that <laughs> It's hard sense. for me to remember all that stuff. Got you. So, but yeah, I think my favorite genre for fiction, I really like romance, but not like the, like, you know, not like YA. I think I like YA. And oh. then... Uh, what's it called? Contemporary, I think is what they call it. When it's like, it could be like your life just like written out. Oh, okay. Like it's not like super dramatic or anything. Yeah. And then I also have been getting into thrillers. Mm. I like memoirs. Memoirs are interesting. Mm. Sometimes. That's nonfiction, but. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the person. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, well, that's some fun facts about the genres we like. Let's talk about the book. Emily, I want to hear about what book you picked uh, that you wanted to talk about this episode. All right. Well, just from looking at this cover without uh -huh. the jacket on it, <laughs> judge it. What do you think it is? 
Um, what kind of book? Well, it's just for the listeners who can't see, um, it's gray with a black binding and uh, fairly normal sized print. Yeah. Looks like dialogue. So I would guess not self-help and guess some kind of fiction. <laughs> you would be correct. Okay. Is it a thriller? Yes. To the Turn of the Key. Yes. So I'm going to be talking about The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. This was actually the first thriller book that I've ever read. I feel like I'm giving a book report right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. Yes. So I'm just going to read one of these quotes on the back because why not? Yeah, for fun. Let's it do says, it. Ooh. Diabolically clever, twisty, and creepy. The Turn of the Key is Ruth Ware's best book yet. Read with a blanket nearby because you will get shivers up your spine. Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> so, basically... That was a shiver up my spine for anyone who was wondering <laughs> what that weird noise was. This is about this girl. Can't remember her name. Let me look. <laughs> Rowan. When did you just... When did you finish this uh, Like book? a couple months okay. ago. All right. This is a couple months. I'll give you that. Um, okay. So it's about this girl, Rowan, who lives in... I think she lives in the UK. And she works at, like, this daycare place. But she wants a better paying job. Uh-huh. And so she sees this ad for this, like, stay at... Like a nanny, basically. Okay. And I think it's, like, Ireland or somewhere, like, not in the UK. So she has to travel to, like, go and stay there. And she goes there, and it's, like, this desolate house in the middle of nowhere, of course. Mm -hmm. Already <laughs> setting itself up for good thriller. Continue. So they have three kids. One of them is in, like, a boarding school, so she's not really there. They're all girls. And then the other two are, like, one is probably a toddler and one is, like, in middle school or elementary school mm -hmm. so there's those are the ages of the kids so she would be living at the house she wouldn't have to pay for rent she wouldn't have to pay for anything and she would have like a really good salary mm -hmm. so she was like oh, I'm totally doing this mm -hmm. and she um takes the identity of her roommate because I think she had like a speeding ticket or something and she couldn't have any like thing on her record in order to get this job Oh. So she, like, takes her roommate's name and, like, pretends that she's her. <laughs> okay. And so she gets the job, of course, and goes to live there. And she starts hearing, like, these weird, creepy noises in her room. Mm -hmm. And the parents, like, go off because they're some, like, window or door people. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're, like, going to all these <laughs> meetings. <laughs> Okay. And so she starts hearing all these things and she's like really creeped out about it. There's this door in her room that like she can't open. It's locked. Okay. And then there's this guy who also works on the property. And so she's trying to figure out why these noises are happening. Is it this dude that's here on the property that's like <clears throat> trying to freak her out? Because they had all these other nannies, but they left. Um, and actually... Let me back up. The book starts off with Rowan writing letters to this guy being like, you have to get me out of jail. Like, I didn't do it. I didn't kill her. And so right at the beginning, you're like, wait, what? Why is she in prison? Who did she supposedly not kill? Okay. And so then it like 
the story is all like letters to this like lawyer that she's trying to get to help her to get out of prison and she's writing everything that happened and that's how we're reading it oh and so it's all told in her perspective uh-huh um i don't know should i tell the ending um no i don't think so i don't think we should spoil what happens okay well it's basically it all leads up to the very end you find out what happens okay yeah who dies how they died okay is she really guilty or, or is, is she yeah is she innocent interesting it's very good and yeah it was creepy mm, okay i wouldn't say it's like shivering spine creepy but it was really good i totally recommend and i'm currently reading another uh thriller book but i'm not very far into it this is my first thriller gotcha so okay cool i probably won't read it but i hope I'll one of our listeners to does you. just kidding <laughs> okay maybe um for my pick i wanted to talk about well, at some point, the next time we do a book episode, I'm going to have to talk about some cool graphic novels because that's much more of a nerdy thing. Ooh, yeah. I've read one. Ooh, yeah? Ooh, okay. Well, we'll save that for next time. Okay. I'm very curious, though, but I won't. I'll give you a hint. It, I read it for school. Oh. Can okay. Can you guess? Mm, no. Okay. We'll talk about it at, uh, the next time. When are we going to do? We're never going to remember that. Maybe we should just talk about it. Let's. Just, we're going to take a little sidetrack here. We're going to talk about graphic novels real fast. Emily, I'm super curious. What was it? Persepolis. I've never heard of that. What? I don't remember what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's some girl living in Iran, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I just remember they made a movie for it, and we watched, like, I can't remember if we watched the whole movie or if we just watched a scene of it, because she sings Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> And it's the funniest thing I'll have to show you after. Okay. For anybody who wants to see something funny, look up Eye of the Tiger Persepolis. It's real funny. Okay. Well, I recently have been reading the Adventure Zone graphic novels. They are phenomenal. So good. Um, I actually, I've been meaning to read like graphic novels a bit more. Um, mostly because my siblings, they like, they're really huge into graphic novels. And so after reading The Adventure Zone and owning those books and like loving those, I was like, I think I could totally like these. So if there's any nerd listener out there and you have a graphic novel to recommend, please let me know um, because I've been trying to read them more. But The Adventure Zone, just ugh, so good. I'm so excited for Petals to the Metal. You have no idea. 2020, ugh, July, I'm pretty sure is when it comes out. We're going to talk about it when that episode airs emily is making a are we still gonna be recording just kidding <laughs> well i should hope so um is a graphic novel the same thing as anime no but or... anime well i guess it's Whatever sort of you, you would it. say manga 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 good job emily you were I close i see it at the library i love the library <laughs> yeah the library is cool it's a cool place if you want to know more about libraries you should read the library book anyway um <laughs> you i would say that it's a form of graphic novel because it's kind of but it's not a typical what you might think because they're, they're kind of like comic books as well like comic books are also kind of a form of graphic novel but when i say graphic novel i guess i'm picturing something that's a little more standalone whereas like manga and comic books they're like a series which i guess technically the adventure zone kind of is too in a way but you know like they're more of like a serial graphic book i don't mm. know maybe so you have to eat to read them during breakfast time. 
I guess. <laughs> You're so funny. Anyway, that was our quick graphic novel plug. Um, but for my other nerd book that I want to talk about, and I already know that Emily won't like it, and I doubt she would ever read it, but it is The Martian by Andy Weir. Have you heard of it? Yes. Because I've told you about it. It's so good. Do you know what a Martian is? I wasn't going to ask you that. Do you? Are you asking me Do or are you, you know? just mocking me? She's just mocking me. She's being really rude right now. Do you know who the Martian is? Well, I mean, I do, but I don't think do you, you do. Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> Why are you being so rude right now? I sat so nicely and listened about your thriller book. Uh. <laughs> Go. Anyway, The Martian, for anyone who doesn't know, it is also a movie now. Interestingly enough, I believe uh, it was only a few, like, it was definitely, I think, less than a year after the book had been published and released that they approached, um, I have to look to see who directed it. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, but the, the studio that like made it and the guy who directed and everything, it was like less than a year and they approached the author and were like, Hey, we want to make a movie. Like, can we do this? So it was like one of those weird things where it was like immediately after the book was published, they were like, this has to be a movie. And that's pretty rare that anything like that would happen. Usually, you know, it has to like take a while before people are like, yeah, let's make this a movie. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a fun fact, but anyway, um, so the Martian is, uh, basically, If we were able to go to Mars today, you know, with our kind of, with some, you know, some fictional elements, like what would that look like? Um, And so it kind of, it's really just a realistic space story about a guy who gets stuck on Mars and how he has to survive and the plans that Earth has to make to try and get him back. And so it's really good because it's very um, realistic and like he really like, digs deep into the science and like really breaks it down and some of it like um even kind of goes over my head a little bit but (laughs) it's just like it's really well done and the way I like it too is the way it's written it's written as though it wasn't uh basically it's the main character um Mark Watney gets uh he's an astronaut who gets stuck on Mars and the he's basically writing his it's his log so it's all like him just texting out like this is what happened in my day this is the you know problem i had to solve this is what i'm experiencing and so he's writing just his log and that's how you read it and then there's so there's that storyline going and then there's a second storyline of all the characters like on earth and everything that they're doing and that's much more of like a traditional third person uh you know narrative where they're just kind of trying to figure out how are they going to get him off of mars so it's really good um and uh i read an interview where they kind of, they talked to the author, Andy Weir, about, like, the science behind it all and, like, how um, how accurate is it? And the funny thing is, is for the most part, it's actually pretty accurate, like, all the science behind everything. The biggest, the biggest fictional thing was the reason that he ended up getting stuck on Mars was that there was a giant windstorm that was going to push over their MAV, which was their, um, I don't, I forget what MAV stands for, but it's basically their, like, uh, ascent vehicle. Mars Ascent Vehicle, that's what it stands for. Um, So that was going to, like, take, that was what was going to get them back into space and get them back 
to their ship that would take them back to Earth. Um, and because this windstorm was pushing it over, it was going to tip. And if it tipped, they were done for. Like, there was no way they're going to be able to get it back up. And so because the winds were too strong, they had to evacuate. And during that evacuation, an accident happens and Mark gets left behind, basically, um, on accident. So... Anyway, that the thing that was the most fictionalized and uh, was this windstorm, and that on Mars wind would ever would never actually be able to get strong enough to tip something like the Mars ascent vehicle over, because the winds just don't get that strong. <laughs> so I kind of thought that was funny. The the one reason of why he got left behind probably would never happen. <laughs> so that was kind of just interesting. But other than that, like it's pretty pretty uh, accurate. So I think it's really cool. It's a good book. Emily would hate it because she hates everything space because she's a crazy person. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, there's lots of other people with me. Raise your hands, guys. Mm, don't see any. <laughs> she just took one out of my book. Yeah, I did. I was being sassy like Emily's sassy. I'm not sassy, Anne. Well, I recommend to our listeners, if you need a new book and you like anything space, it's a good one. It's a fast read. At least I, I always read it fast because, uh, you know, it. the thing I like too, Mark Watney is a really fun character. He's very resourceful, very um, funny, and just got a good humor. And he's just fun to like read about and just, you know, he's, he's just a good character. So, And if you like enjoyable books you should totally check out my pick the turn of the key (laughs) martian is super enjoyable they literally it was so good that they made it into a movie like less than a year after it came out is there a movie for the turn of the key uh no yeah did not think so also the movie stars matt damon who does a phenomenal job as mark watney highly recommend oh ridley scott that was the name of the director i had said that before and i couldn't remember i'm pretty i'm like 99 percent sure ridley scott was the guy who directed it so it's really good he's a really good director anyway, yeah he is you don't even know who that is do you yes, I do. who that was a film minor and yeah okay name one other film that he's directed i can't remember yeah i didn't think so <laughs> but i know that i <laughs> saw lots of his stuff because i remember my Professor really loved Ridley Scott. He's good. I I like him too. I don't really know films by their directors, so except for Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I'm trying to get better about that. Sometimes I struggle too, but I'm trying to get better about that. But anyway. Or uh, what's that guy's name? Tarantino. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. Yeah. There's some, I mean, the thing that, this is just a qu- quick side tangent because, you know, that's kind of been part of this episode. That's part of the... It's what we do. It's what we do. Um, the thing I like about Quentin Tarantino films is they're very stylized and you can tell like a Quentin Tarantino film. That's also why I really love Wes Anderson. You can... He... Like you can tell when it's a Wes Anderson film. Name... Do you know who Wes Anderson is? A director. Correct. Can you name <laughs> one of his films? Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wonder if you've even seen... Have you seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? Nope. Did you see Isle of Dogs? Yes. Oh, that was Wes Anderson. You didn't like it, though. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now uh, I want to know who directed Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I have no idea. Let's see. Brokeback Mountain was directed by... Oh, Ang Lee. Since you're, at, since you're at it, can you just double check that it was Ridley Scott? I'm like, uh, that 1% of me is worried that I'm wrong. Yeah, it's The it Martian. Was, the Martian was Ridley Scott. Boom. Nailed it. Also, Blade Runner. Gladiator. Was it the original Blade Runner? I can't remember if he did. I don't 1982. Think he... Yeah, I don't think did he. No, no, he was a producer. Sorry. Did he? Did... 
who directed 2049? Adi K. Oh, no. He did that one, too. Or he was the executive producer. For 2049? Yeah. Okay. Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. Well, who was that other guy? Uh, I don't know his name. I just remember <laughs> it's kind of like Villeneuve or something. This uh, isn't okay. a director's episode, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to stop. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have to do one. Apparently, we have a lot to talk about on it. Anyway, or maybe I do. I don't know about Emily. You are a film studies minor. You you could talk about it. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. <laughs> a star is born. <laughs> he was a, was he, he, he was the director. He was? Really? Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I watched the 30-minute behind the scenes after I watched the two-hour movie. I love behind the scenes. I love behind the Oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh. We both love something. <laughs> oh, yay. I love when this happens. Who doesn't love behind the scenes, though? Who Does doesn't, anybody, If anybody is listening, please tell us if you hate behind the scenes and why. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't you? It's so fascinating. Yeah. You learn so much. Did you, have you ever watched any of the behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings? That's the whole reason, part, I mean, a good chunk of the reason why I wanted to do, like, filmmaking in the first place, because they did, like... If you get the extended versions of Lord of the Rings, they have hours and hours of behind the scenes and it's all fascinating and I've probably watched all of it like multiple times and it's all so good. And I, I love it. I don't think so, but I've seen part of the making of Game of Thrones and that is crazy to oh, me too. Oh yeah. I'll have to show you some you would actually enjoy behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings. Like I know that's not your thing, but like the amount of work and stuff that they put into it and just actually, like that would be my thing. But it the would actual be. watching of the movie would Probably not, not be my no. thing. No. But you would love behind the scenes cuz like even the miners like they talked about the armor of one of the characters, he of one of the king um King Theoden he like on the inside of his breastplate they made this beautiful like ornate sun like decoration but you never once see it in the movie but like the actor talked about how like it just immediately made him feel like a king even though it wasn't something that you know that was ever going to be seen but it was just the props people who created this and Weta works phenomenal um it just was they couldn't leave that detail out you know because that they were just so dedicated to making this as authentic as they could and like as real as they could and like he just it's just like those minor details that you don't think about or there was even like guys who made the chain mail they used like real chain mail for the movies they had like two guys who made like all the chain mail for all of the extras and all of the characters and they literally like wore out their fingerprints because uh, they just because they had to link individual chains for all of it i don't even know what chain mail is I thought chain mail was an email. <laughs> you don't know what chain mail is? No. Did you read anything about the medieval century at all? About armor or anything? I guess no. Yeah, no, okay. Well, I had a no, European am, history class. But... I'm starting to understand why you wouldn't know about chain mail. Okay, that's fine. Well, chain mail is a type of armor that's literally just individual chain links, like you just link rings. I'm really sorry, Mrs. Z, if you taught me that and I just forgot. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> we we can wrap up our... This was a book episode. It really ended up not being a book episode in a way. We went off on a lot of tangents, but that's okay. Um, we did talk about a couple books, though. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We should talk about book-to-movie adaptations, though, in a future Ooh, episode. Ooh, yeah. That's a really good because idea. I have a great one. And honestly, there are a lot I could talk about that I don't like where, cause like the book is almost always better. I can't, I don't know if I know an exception where the movie isn't, isn't better. You think that all the Harry Potter movies are not as good as the book? Yes. 
I don't remember them. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am not saying that the Harry Potter movies are bad. They're just not as good as the book, you know? Yeah, there's a thing where, like, you, as the reader, get to create everything in your head. And so it's, like, so fun. Right, and it's so personal. Yeah, and so when you see a movie and you're like, excuse me, he does not look like that. I know, that. and he does not act like that. Excuse and yeah, it's... <laughs> me, this was not in the book. Exactly. You get Yeah, very you just get, yeah. It's like the book was yours, and then the movie just, like, didn't didn't do it justice okay we need to save this for otherwise we're not gonna have anything to talk yeah, about when we true. talk about that but we'll put it on our ideas board speaking of ideas listeners if you have an idea for us or if you uh want to just give us any kind of feedback or comments please hit us up on our social we have facebook instagram twitter youtube and, and... we also have email because we love chain mail <laughs> knee slapper <laughs> which you can email us your ideas or feedback or questions or ideas did i already say ideas i believe i did that's okay but you can email them twice to us <laughs> at our email <laughs> love vs hate podcast at gmail.com yeah hit us up and thank you guys so much for listening but to finish us out emily i want to know what is your life lesson my life lesson is to judge a book by its cover because usually you'll be right <laughs> okay what's yours my life lesson is if you write a book and somebody is immediately interested in it to make a movie get matt damon and ridley scott to act in it because it'll get a lot you'll get a lot of money that way ridley scott acted in it? well i'm to direct and Ridley Scott to direct it, Matt Damon to act in it, and you'll probably have a movie blockbuster, and you'll make a lot of money. Probably. Probably. Well, if Ridley Scott's directing and Matt Damon's acting, you have a pretty good chance. Did you know that I actually wrote a book that you can find in a library? <gasps> actually, you know what? I think I did know this. I think you told me about it. Yeah. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? What? There is a library, I believe in New York, where you can like submit a sketchbook to it. And it's literally a library of just sketchbooks. And I think that's the coolest idea ever. And we should go there. Let's go to New York and just go to this one very specific place. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Emily, I want to hear about your book though. What was it? So I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> I think it was just well, called... <laughs> why do I even ask you questions? <laughs> I think it was just called... Parks of Monona or something or Monona Parks. <laughs> so we made this book for Girl Scouts to get a badge. <laughs> oh. And it was me and two of my friends because we only had three people in our troop. Everyone else had scattered off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so we went to all the different parks in our town, took photos, and wrote a little blurb about each park and then created a book. And then... We translated it into Spanish as well. Ah! <gasps> so there is an English and a Spanish version where you can find photos of all the parks in my hometown. Where is the, where is it kept at? Can the I? The Monona Public Library. Can we go there and look at it? I don't know. Probably. Okay, we should do that. I should like try and put it on hold. I don't even know what it's called. So <laughs> I wonder if I look it up online, if I look up my name, if I'll find it. Let's do that right now. I okay. think our listeners want to know if this is going to happen. 
All right, I'm going to do Again, it. we're just really running with the tangent thing on this episode. You know, we tried to wrap it up with our life lessons, but this will be what we wrap up with. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, also, wait, I, I feel like I was going to say something else. We need music to build up tension. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Into do, the do, unknown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. I'm typing in my name. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, it's not that in was their, sad. Maybe it's just not in their online system. Yeah. But there was a newspaper article, so I have proof somewhere. Okay, well, I think to... Okay, I'm going to challenge us and (laughs) any of our listeners who happen to live in Monona Grove, Madison, Wisconsin. In Monona Grove? That's not a place. Monona. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Go to the library, and if you can find Emily's book, please tag us, post it on your social, tag us love versus hate, and I want to see this proof. You'll probably find some photos of me in high school or middle school. I can't remember. And it'll be a treat. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so excited about this. Challenge accepted. <laughs>